World Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copyvasta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepy Podsta, the Creepy Pasta Podcast. Hello, welcome to the show. I'm the host of it, Jeff. We're here to talk about some SCPs. We've got uh, a great SCP here for you that is of unknown number, but you will find it on the SCP wiki uh, listed as SCP-2718. And with me to discuss it is past guest returning from his tour of the solar system. Uh, I wonder if I've, I feel like I might have used that intro for someone in, in the past, but it's you this time. Every, all of my guests are international rock stars, and they tour the whole solar system. You may not know this, but there's a lot of heavy metal fans out on Uranus. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> welcome back to the show, Jeb Matarang. Hi, uh, I'm an alligator. I'm a mama papa coming for you. Yep, he got it. I don't get it. <laughs> This is David Bowie. Okay, cool. Uh, who's that? No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do a yesterday, but for David Bowie. Um, did you see that movie yet? It's pretty good. What? What? The, the motion picture yesterday about that no. guy who's the only one who remembers the Beatles. I no, I didn't. Oh, really? There's a whole there was a trailer for it. Everyone was dunking on, and then I looked it up. And I'm like, oh, this is directed by Danny Boyle. This will probably be good. And I went and saw it, and it's pretty good. It's uh, hmm. a there's like a weird wibbly that happens, and everyone forgets the Beatles except one guy, and so he becomes the world's most successful singer songwriter of all time <laughs> because he re- he like remembers all their songs and pretends they're his. <laughs> that actually sounds kind of awesome. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Uh, apparently in the original script that uh, it was offered to Richard Curtis to write and direct, the guy who um, wrote and directed Love Actually, um, mm-hmm. and he said, I'm going to write my own script. So he changed it so that he would become the most su- successful guy in the world. But in the original, he achieves moderate success with the Beatles music. Which makes a lot more sense given the singing ability of the actor who plays the character in the movie. He's mm-hmm. fine. He's not the Beatles, though. Right. Um, yeah, I feel like songwriting was not, like, the strong thing about the Beatles, right? Uh, I, I, I guess. I, I don't know. I mean... I, yeah. I, don't, I don't particularly like too many covers of Beatles songs. I'm always just like, no, give me that two-minute recorded in, like, a garage in 1963 version of it, please. I don't know. I, I, I feel like it's something about the... Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's the vocals, kind of like the energy, you know, a little bit of the the dynamic between, you know, having two two different singers on the same track sometimes. Yeah, they all, like, ate a lot of cocaine and hated each other, so it created a cool energy. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's get talking about this SCP. Now, this one was your suggestion, right? Is that correct? Yeah, I, uh... A couple weeks ago, I, like, ran into it um, just by... 
a coincidence somewhere somewhere on like some part of reddit someone like referenced this and i clicked on it and i started reading it and then i fell asleep reading it <laughs> and then you were like do you want to do creepypasta and i was like hell yeah i already have a story i just need to see if it's good and then i read it and finished it and i enjoyed it a lot and i'm happy to talk about it now here's the secret about this show the stories don't need to be good um this is that our is first true. this is our first damarung class uh, uh, SCP. It's a Damarung, yeah. Damarung class, co- class cognito hazard, um, and we're specifically forbidden as uh, personnel of the SCP Institute or whatever uh, from reading the description of this SCP and the whole special containment procedures. All like four paragraphs and bulleted list of it is all like you're definitely for sure not allowed to continue and read the description. The uh, item number is a continually fluctuating GIF of random digits, um, and the object class is uh, in code catastrophic abort at D zero nine E two A D nine handle not found. Uh, so this is this is a fun one already. Tell me about it. Yeah, so um, it is a Dämmerung, which is uh, German for Twilight. Uh, I don't know where that fits into the whole thing, but I thought it was cool. Uh, Dämmerung class Cognitohazard, not to be discussed with any person. If you are exposed to the description of the article, you must close it. You must close the article within 18 seconds of exposure. And if it is too late, you have to notify uh, SCP staff about the breach. Um, the article itself can neither be deleted nor redacted, um, and it's also extremely improbable that it is that that you just stumble upon this article because there are so many access restrictions in place. Um, because it is what what this SCP is is basically it's just it's just information um, information that. Uh, do you want me to? Do you want me to just go ahead and talk about it, um, or do you want to talk? Do you want to lead up to it the way that it kind of does in the? I, I wanted to look up Damarung class in in here, but it's not. Um, I saw nothing else about. It's that. not on the object classes page. On the object classes page, we've got safe Euclid, Keter, and Thamiel, um, and neutralized, and the non-standard explained, esoteric, and decommissioned. Um, I think it maybe maybe it has to do with with like a specific class of cognito hazards instead. Yeah, I maybe. Uh, I was looking at the locked box test for uh, uh, SCP object class. If you lock it in a box, leave it alone, and nothing bad will happen, then it's probably safe. If you lock it in a box, leave it alone, and you're not entirely sure what will happen, then it's probably Euclid. If you lock it in a box, leave it alone, and it easily escapes, then it's probably Keter. If it is the box, then it's probably Thaumiel. <laughs> <laughs> uh so that's that's fun um but there's not any <sighs> there's not any indication of what Damarung is but yeah I, I guess um tell tell me about it and I'll I'll tell you one of my favorite things when we get there Sure so um as you're reading the article um you can give it a, a, like a kind of like a summary of how it kind of goes down as you're reading it so as you're reading the article um 
like I said, there are, you can't stumble upon the article because they they have these coders create an intentionally bad algorithm that switches the article number with a different article number, and it causes those articles to momentarily disappear. And this would normally prevent a breach uh, unless uh, someone who has the privileges to view the article loads up the, the list of all the articles, and during a small, like a very small window of time in a years long cycle when the algorithm like is going to repeat. Um, if you were to access the article in that time from the main list and then also ignore all of the warnings that you, the first four paragraphs that say, absolutely don't read this under any circumstances whatsoever. Um, then you can have access to it. Um, yeah, you're told that it was um, like made not, editable because the like original author had such a high clearance that like nobody but that author can edit it um, exactly which means that they can't uh do anything except hide it within the database yes yeah. mm-hmm. and uh so there's there's a section underneath that says uh Demerung eyes only and when you like stare at that, you realize it's not text, it's actually a GIF. It, like, rearranges to say gold enemy and aneurysm, and then it switches back to uh, to saying Damarung eyes only. Yeah, That's, I think it's supposed to be like a, a sort of what, what a, like a neuralizer from, oh, men, from Men in Black. Right. Um, and yeah, I, and so there's an editor's note below that um, below the, the instructions of what you're supposed to do when you, when you see it, um, there's a, an editor's note and it's, and it's from one of the coders. Um, as it turns out, there's, they, they take uh, a randomly selected mainframe coder from the ECRG, which is the experimental containment research group that has level three clearance. And they give them an, uh, a behemoth class amnestic it's called to take. Um, and then they let them go to the terminal and access it. And they find instructions on what to do there. And if they don't complete the task within two hours, or if upon return, they can remember the year or the name of the current U S president terminate. That's all it says. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And then from then on, it, it actually starts, you can click on the part where you can hear the description, whereas where, where the actual, um, uh, story story behind it takes place. Um, and so the description starts with an overseer by the name of Miriam Prather. And um, the overseers are, uh, if you don't know about SCP, the, the overseers have ultimate control over the foundation. Um, uh, if you look into the lore a little bit, they are so high up on the chain that people below clearance level two don't even know that they exist. Yeah. Um, and so she starts talking into a recording uh, about uh, the, the different ways to restore life after death. Um, there's the uh, re replicative, um, you know, copying the, the person's mind and body from a, from one point in time, uh, and then making a clone of some kind, or temporal, which is just literally undoing time until the subject becomes functional once again. But um, both of those fail to give any insight into the actual experience of death or what comes afterwards. Um, and then, so that, that segues into, uh, the overseers deciding to resurrect, uh, overseer or 0511, 
uh, Roger Sheldon because he had a, a very particular key that they said, quote, could not be allowed to stay lost, and also a secret word uh, without which he could not be replaced upon his death. Mm. Um, and so it's, it's they mentioned that it, in his life, Roger refused, quote unquote, fortification, which is taking any medicines or treatments that would promote his longevity. And then Miriam uh, reveals to everyone that he's, she's been overseer for 77 years. So we don't know how old she actually is, but she could be maybe yeah. a couple hundred years old or something. Yeah, she talks about how the overseers use like special procedures so that they can stay alive as long as possible and be overseers mm-hmm. for as long as possible. Right. It's very hard to train, or, uh, find and train a replacement. Yeah. Um, and so, sorry, that was my dog barking. I thought I could keep her quiet. Um, so they, they eventually find, uh, Roger off of an island near the Galapagos where his body is like severely decomposed. And so they bring him back to life as a, they, they call him a quantum approximation. Um, and so he starts, uh, as soon as he comes back to life, he starts sobbing uncontrollably for half an hour. And then they say that his mood completely changed. Um, and, uh, you know, he was interrogated and they, they, but, but he doesn't reveal any information. He says he doesn't remember anything about after, after dying. And, you know, um, you know, he doesn't have any secrets to share about anything. So they put him back to work because like, like you said, it's really hard to replace an overseer in, in SCP. So, and they, they say that he's, you know, he's sharper. He's got more vigor than he ever had in life. And he becomes really focused on, um, on fortification, which he refused in life and, and healthcare for all the people who work for the foundation. Um, and, and, you know, just kind of being more, more cautious and, and more worried about health in general. Um, and then uh, Miriam says that one day he asks her if he, if she has obtained any quote unquote pieces capable of sustaining life indefinitely. Um, yeah, it was, then, it was interesting because um, they like this new revival method was like, that's a way to sustain life indefinitely, but apparently it's lost. Like they tried it once and they, they didn't keep a record of it. Yeah, they said it was extremely expensive. It took so many resources, and it was like only something you can only really do one time. Yeah, and it's apparently, unlikely that any records of our methodology will survive the impending purge. So, right. Yeah, apparently what he had was that important that uh, they wanted to to bring him, you know, bring him back. Yeah. And, and so after that, Miriam makes a note of another weird uh, thing that, that Roger does, which is he makes uh, contact with a, a, quote, apex tier pluripotent entity, um, which to my understanding is basically like a god. Yeah, that's right? what that's what I, I took from that pluripotent, meaning extremely powerful apex tier, meaning like top of the top, like one of the most powerful creatures that the SCP organization is aware of, which means to a normal human, basically a god. Yeah, um, and and so he he kind of divulges to to Miriam um, a little bit about what he what he saw when he when he died, and he tells her um, privately uh, that he was aware of everything that happened 
after death. Um, he said, he said, I, I seemed to reconnect to my every nerve and became aware of every sensation more so than I ever was in life. I perceived myself trapped within an immovable object. If you, I, I recommend reading, just going in and reading the whole thing because this, uh, really terrifying description, um, is, is like the, is like one of the worst things I've ever read. Cause it's just like, oh yeah, you think you die and you feel nothing? Nope, you feel everything. You, yeah. You feel your skin, uh, burning in the sunlight. You feel all the insects, uh, eating and laying eggs in you. You feel all your individual cells rupturing and, and like as, and he talks about how as each of the pieces of him, every strand, every fingernail gets pulled away, uh, he feels it even more, <laughs> like more intensely as that goes on. Yeah. And uh, he was, he was dead for 14 years and just like died of a heart attack and rotted. Um, mm-hmm. so like the worst possible type of like, I guess actually not the, like the least bad type of decomposition cause it was quick, but it was bad for him because he's still feeling all of it while it's happening somehow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess arguably worse than maybe staying there for a couple of years and then eventually getting eaten by like worms. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it all sounds bad. It sounds like varying shades of very bad. So um, but, uh, he, he closes out that description by saying, um, that it, the pain goes from a burning or an aching or a breaking to something worse that I cannot fully articulate a terrible maddening stretching of every part of myself from every other part. Um, and so Miriam's like, hey, uh, we got to talk to this, to everyone about this. You can't just yeah. keep this information to yourself. So they go in front of, you know, the council of the overseers and they talk about it. And there's sort of, you know, like mixed reactions to it. They say they're dumbfounded, but then sympathetic and then in- immediately fearful. And um, Overseer 8 says, uh, suddenly, we're like, we must declare human death a Keter SCP. Yeah, uh, that's that's my absolute favorite line in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, he tells everyone, he's like, by the way, I know what happens when we die. And the reaction of one of them is like, death is an SCP, then. We, yeah. We must contain it at any cost. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is a pretty good response. And then everybody flips out, of course, because that's insane. (laughs) And, and so they all, I I guess not, I I wouldn't say they unanimously, but they decide that, uh, the best thing to do is to just for everyone in the room to take amnestics, forget everything ever happened, and then just go on with life as normal. Um, and, uh, so Roger hearing this just, takes off and they try to stop him. You know, they hit like the emergency locks on the room, but he escapes before, um, the, the, the bulkhead closes and Miriam is able to like slide under and, uh, chase after him. And she realizes that that was pretty stupid because now she's going to be killed also. Yeah. Um, but she does, she does have some kind of, she has thoughts about it as she's sitting there, like recording it, knowing that they're coming for her. Um, she, she says, uh, in the end, and, and so I beg of you, this gnosis must not be erased, forgotten. This, that is not containment. That is madness. Bring us back. Get us out. She wants them to try to find a way to be aware of it 
and try to find a way to bring back people who have died um, so that they don't have to uh, be met with a, this terrible fate of feeling uh, every sensation that happens to each of your atoms after you've died. Um, and then uh, after that, uh, you hear on you know on the recording, you hear the, the, the door burst open, you hear a gunfire, uh, Miriam gets killed right away. Um, they mention uh, that... Uh, that Roger has, uh, basically what they say, uh, they, it's kind of in, in code, but they, they say, they say, uh, negative. They say that the old man is on the loose, which the old man is another SCP. And then they mm. say, and then they're like, wait, it's not on the loose. Uh, it's the other way around. Uh, Roger went in to the old man's chambers. Um, have you ever covered that one on this show? I don't think so. Okay. Did you read about it also? Uh, no, I, I thought, I assumed reading that the old man referred to Rogers. Oh, okay. So, or Roger, um, I guess, Rogers. So, so Roger goes into, uh, the chambers of SCP-106, the old man, which I recommend reading too. It's also really interesting. Basically, the old man is, uh, looks like a decomposing body and, uh, he will strike at mostly humanoid targets and he, what he does is he takes them, he puts them in a pocket dimension and he tortures them for, you know, however long it is in the pocket dimension, hours, years, uh, and then he releases them, and when they come out, they look like um, like Van Gogh's scream. Like <laughs> Their eyes are like huge, and the mouth is just wide open, and um, so Roger actually finds it preferable to hide out with um, SCP-106, the old man, and would rather be like tortured uh, to death is what it is what it sounds like, right? Um, yeah. And then, so if you do, you have the article up also. Yeah, I I'm I'm like flipping back and forth between an article and a an Reddit explanation from R slash SCP declassified. Yeah, is it the is it the user modulum eighty three? I don't know, and I don't want to scroll back up. Um, okay, I read I read his description, which is probably the one that you're up. reading. Yeah, which uh, is, modulum eighty three. That's what I'm. Yeah, at. which is which this, is um. This, I, I, uh, this person's explanation that we've both read is that the SCP is the belief that when you die, what will happen to you is what happened to Roger. Um, yeah, and that that information, if you believe it even for a second, uh, makes it true for you. Right. Yeah, because they because they that so modulum eighty three theorizes that um, just just the fact that you know that that's what awaits you after death is what makes it real, and that's what makes it a, a cognitive hazard. And then there's no there's no actual proof of that. Um, but, but there is but, at the bottom of the page in Cyrillic text um, that, that I this person that's... has Modulum has translated it for us to Roger, your price is paid. I transport you to paradise. Yeah, it's in it's in uh, Greek. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was Greek or Russian. 
Yeah. Um, cause they use a similar alphabet. Actually, Cyril, who made the Cyrillic alphabet, was himself Greek. Oh. Uh, so, yeah. I didn't actually realize that Greek and Russian were very sort of related cultures until I worked at that escape room where my bosses, who were uh, both Russian, Russian Jews, pointed it out to me. Uh, oh, the, the I was, uh, Greek and I was... Russian Jewish communities are also very close. I mean, I, I knew about that, I guess. I just didn't know that the, that the actual, like, language and stuff is... Well, I was today years old, so... Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, since we're on Reddit, we might as well explain like I'm five. <laughs> Random acts but, of Amazon. Um, yeah, I, I like this, this idea. I had just taken it that the information about what happens after you die was the SCP, mm-hmm. but I, I like this idea that it's, it's a little more than that. Yeah, I, um, I enjoyed this because it was, uh, it was told a lot more like a, like a story, and it, it's actually, you know, SCPs don't usually have, um, like people's opinions on them, right? They're, they're mostly, they're like a, a file that you would pick up and it's, you know, written with very, uh, you know, very drab language. It's just to the point and stuff. But this is like, you've got people's, uh, people's feelings, uh, you know, everyone's arguing over what to do when you find out that, uh, the sweet release of death that you've always thought of is actually going to be the worst thing that you could possibly imagine. It's um, not going to work. Eternity. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I liked it. Um, it's interesting to see. Um, I had I don't think I've encountered any cognito hazards or not ones described as such, um, mm-hmm. which is a type of SCP that, um, when uh, sensing it at all, is dangerous. Um, it's related to the sort of mimetic ones where where they they'll spread. But a cognito hazard is just like if you read it, or know about it, or see it, or smell it, or hear it, uh, that's what's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess sort of the the one that we talked about with the pictograms was a bit of a cognito hazard as well. Um, yeah, like, uh, I guess because it didn't really matter what language you were speaking, he just knew. Yeah, knowing about that one is not dangerous, but but communicating about it with words is so right it's in some way related to the mimetic hazards anyway um is there anything more to say about this scp i know it's big and there's a lot of it um so i think this was also part of um so i never would have known about the the greek that's underneath the end of the article right um and it says, you know, Roger, your price is paid. I transport you to paradise. Uh, and so I was, when I was reading their, uh, analysis on it, um, they brought up a good point, which is, uh, you know, his price was paid. He died and lived for that for 14 years and he came back to life and he'll probably have to do it again. So the theory is that he goes into the old man's chambers and the old man puts him in a pocket dimension that is not awful and he won't be tortured. Um, and that those Greek letters, the Greek words at the end are actually from the old man. Mm. Um, because he's, he's like, Oh, you know, 
Death, that's that shit's pretty rough, right? I've seen that before. I know what that's about. We'll spare you that, and you can live in this pocket dimension forever and not die. I like uh, the the um, I, I like the idea that he goes into the old man's pocket dimension because even uh, torture for eternity is better than what he experienced uh, during death. Right? Like how much how much worse could it be than than the ultimate torture? Yeah, forever. I kind of prefer that interpretation and then taking the the Greek at the end to be um, SCP-2718 communicating and saying, like, you set me free, so, like, I'm not going to give you that uh, when you die. Mm. Um, but then, like, why is it Greek? Is the old man Greek? Is that part of his thing? I don't remember. I don't. I don't remember seeing anything on that when I read um, the old man SCP about it being in Greek or or finding it in Greece or anything like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's impossible to know any of this stuff because it's, there's no information about any SCPs online. <laughs> I do like when they do some little uh, crossover stuff with SCPs. Like yeah, I think that's like, fun. Oh yeah, they yeah they reference this one. So yeah, yeah. I there's I think I talked about it on the the last time we did an SCP before your little run here. Um, mm-hmm. That I I have not really dug into any SCP lore. I'm still not sure I ever will. But I do enjoy. Wow. Excuse me. I do enjoy the interconnectedness of all of it. Um, yeah, when you when you kind of intersect with um, with these random SCPs that you know, and you kind of see, you can kind of see in your in your periphery where the uh, the string kind of leads to the next one, and you can go there if you want to, but it exists if you're interested. Yeah, yeah. It's it's I I like. Um, I don't know. I like SCPs. Part of it is that it really gets into the foundation of creepypastas, which is that um, they're communal and everyone's creating this this world these worlds together. Mm-hmm. Um, which SCP is a place where that still happens. I feel like it's it's not as much other places where and they've sort of developed more into normal fandom type of appreciation, which I don't I don't I don't really truck with that type of thing. So uh, SCP I appreciate a lot more because there's not really like within the wiki itself at least there's not really like fan fiction or fan art or right. role, pl- role play or any of that. It's yeah, just it's like, very it's very strictly moderated, mm-hmm. and they they have like a you know very specific guidelines that you have to follow in order to create it, and they seem to mod that pretty well. So they're all of a generally good quality. Although you can go on the SCP website and look up like they. Have have a link to like the worst SCPs and you can read them and you can also edit them if you want to try to make it better too. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like all of that other stuff that I don't really enjoy is still available on the site. Like there are, there's a whole creepypasta archive on here. There's like different series and like user curated lists and stuff. Um, so like there's, they, they are keeping a whole community in here. Um, but they, it's it's not like that's the main thing of it. Like if you Google Jeff the Killer, all you're gonna find is a lot of fan art and like fan made sequels, and it's not as um, 
It's not moderated or anything. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's all we have to say about this one. What's the... I mean, I think we probably agree that the scariest part is the the thing that happens after you die, right? I mean, yeah, it's hard to... It is hard to argue with, uh, you know, Im- immeasurable pain. Let's mm. let's see if I can find another uh, another little little gem for you in here. Oh, I, uh, go ahead. I, I, I cannot describe it completely, but imagine holding your breath beyond urge, beyond pain, beyond desperation, head throbbing, eyes bulging, a dream of suffocation without end. That's yeah. just one of the little parts in there. It's fun. Um, I think actually another scary part that I want to give a shout out is the idea that there's a secret organization that nobody knows about um, who has decided that human death is a cryptid and they need to prevent it from happening. Yeah, and they're making that... That's pretty crazy to me and I really love that idea. It's like, uh, hey, you know that thing that occurs to every living thing that's ever been around ever since the beginning of time? We're going to try to stop that and see how that goes. And we're not going to tell anybody. <laughs> and, <we're laughs> and basically, every, only everyone in this room is going to be the only, like, the only people who know what we're doing. Yeah, it's, that is like such a weird, cool, interesting uh, choice to, to make. And I, I think that that is a nice little criticism about, and maybe not intentionally on the author's part, but a nice little almost parody or satire of um, bureaucracy, which is fun. I mean, yeah, it's it's very it's a very human reaction. I think like uh, something that you find out something that scares you, something that's bigger and more powerful than you could possibly imagine. Um, just like Obi Wan Kenobi, and then you just decide, you know, like, well, I have to get rid of it. Like you yeah. see a you see a big spider in your house, and you're like, it's either going outside or it's gonna die. <laughs> like I need to, yeah. You know what? It is I just like Obi Wan Kenobi. You're right. It is. It becomes bigger and more powerful than you could possibly imagine. Yeah. Yep. Well, he doesn't say bigger. I think he doesn't become. He doesn't <laughs> become a larger. You now. I will become enormous. <laughs> <laughs> you don't the size of my force ghost is gonna make your death star look like a child's play thing mark my words i will become so big i'll <laughs> step on you uh anyway that's all we have to say about this where can the people talk to you you can talk to me on twitter um at Cephalic Static, you can you can you can friend me on Facebook. A couple people have also friended me on Facebook from you know from this show and from the group um, from Jeff's uh, Creepy Pasta fan group. Um, and also you can uh, go to SoundCloud.com slash Judd. Uh, wait, no, so yeah, slash Judd Dash Matarang. That's where you can also find it. Yeah. Um, and you can hear some of the stuff that I did, some my demo reel, my some of my commercials. I do need to upload some more stuff on there. I kind of forget about it sometimes. Uh, yeah, that's that's it. Uh, you can find me on Mastodon, mastodon.cloud slash at JK. You can go to weaponizedlanguage.com to listen to my other show, Hack the Net. You can leave me a five-star review on a podcast app of your choice. DM me on anywhere, twitter.com slash creepypodsta, and I'll give you a an invite to our Discord. You can join Creepypodsta fan group on Facebook. 
the the pinned thread there I think is still the best place for suggestions if you want to suggest stories. Um, but if you don't, then that's fine too. I'm gonna end the show so that we can put air conditioning back on here, and then I'm gonna go do bar trivia. Also um, here, I need to turn on the air conditioning. <laughs> uh, I want to just find a good ending line. Here we are. We must declare human death a Keter SCP. Thank you.